Hello, hello. Um, I am just coming to you live real quick before uh, this excerpt is posted. Um, basically, I know that there will be people that might be interested in what um, my good friend Dr. John has to say around COVID-19 and uh, the coronavirus. So what I did was I cut part two out of the uh, podcast from this week and I set it up as a standalone just in case someone wants to listen to this and doesn't really necessarily need the uh, Premier League roundup that we did. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. It's a serious subject. Uh, I know that we didn't really talk about a lot of um, football or world sporting events. We tried to squeeze it in there along with what, uh, you know, is going on in the world. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is we're not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen or where this is going to go. So it's kind of hard for us to speculate on what will happen with things like the Olympics, uh, the Euros, um, or other sporting events around the world. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's a little unusual, but I wanted to get this out there so people could hear it by itself. Thank you. That ball is on the line. The ball is at least one meter over the line. Who gives a shit? That ball is on the line. The ball is at least one meter. The ball is at least one meter over the line. Who gives a shit? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are here to talk about one of the more, uh, I don't know about, I was going to say depressing, but it's not really depressing. It's just the, the fact of the world. Um, I would say it's topical. Topical. Like the cream you might have to use when you attra- uh, contract something. Absolutely. Um... <laughs> But, uh, so I'm with Dr. John Martin. Um, if you haven't heard him talk on this podcast before, John is actually, uh, specializes in infectious disease, um, and does a lot of great work here in Chicago, um, with infectious disease such as HIV and AIDS. So he has a, a bit of knowledge about this and, and it's a bit more, um, pertinent to what he does now, just because I know that, that he's had, uh, or at least been in, in a lot of conversations and, and conferences and, and, um, video conferences and things like that about what's going on with COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Yeah. And, and usually I'm on this podcast to talk about something, um, ortho related, like how long does it take to, to, uh, rehab from a torn adductor muscle? So I'm glad to be here about about something that I've actually researched and uh, uh, know know uh, a bit bit about. So let's start with the basic. What is COVID nineteen or the coronavirus? So COVID nineteen is the uh, disease that is caused by a novel coronavirus. The name of the official name of the coronavirus has now been named SARS CoV two, and that is because. When um, the researchers looked at the genome, it is more similar to the SARS virus than the MERS virus. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it is a coronavirus in the sense that coronavirus is a, is a family of viruses uh, that, that, that is one of the most common causes of the common cold. Um, uh, however, sometimes um, uh, due to viruses being passed on from species to species, there can arise these novel viruses, um, and the first two iterations of those um, have been the SARS virus and the MERS virus. So, like, just by calling it the coronavirus, we're actually just coronavirus is just any any virus in that family that that has that shape and form and right yeah. of of which there are hundreds. Yeah, and and there and there are 
um, uh, three, th three types that commonly infect humans. Um, as I said, usually causes the common cold. Um, but most of the coronaviruses are in other animals. Mm -hmm. And then from past, um, past things that we've had, you know, swine flu, bird flu, you know, a lot of this stuff seems to originate in China or Asian countries. And is that due to just different, um, or well, when we, when we first find out about it, yeah. um, is that due to just the way that animals are treated there, different things like that? Is that a possibility or do we have no clue? Well, usually, usually when it causes outbreaks like this, mm -hmm. um, it is, a it is a, a new virus that is introduced to a population that is not immune to it. So, um, it's a, um, and because the population isn't immune to it, it both spreads faster and causes pretty, pretty bad disease. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, SARS originated in China, but MERS, which was another coronavirus, um, was associated with contact with camels in, uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, so it's not, it's, it's not, it's not Asia as a region. Mm -hmm. Um, it just has to do with, with, with human contact with, with, with many animals. Um, and you know, through the process of evolution, um, sometimes there can have new, new viruses that develop that can be passed from species to species. And that's how these major out outbreaks happen. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, there's a seasonal influenza, um, out outbreak. It happens every, every year around o October. Um, and, and it can last through uh, May. Um, that's the one for, for which we have vaccines. Um, swine flu, bird flu, H1N1 in um, 2000, 2009 yeah. um, uh, was thought to be um, um, arising from a uh, bird that infected a pig that then infected a human. Mm -hmm. So it's the introduction of these novel pathogens into, in, into the population where people haven't seen before so there's low levels of immunity in the in, in the population and i know we were talking about before this but we're all you know we're not a hundred percent sure of every way that this is spread but some of the ways that we do know are so it's primarily spread by droplets uh -huh. um which is uh similar to how influenza is spread so if I'm sick, I'm coughing, I'm sneezing, I'm spraying all these droplets around the room, um, and you um, and you could uh, breathe it in. Um, that's that's how I would infect you. Mm -hmm. um, it is likely spread by what we call fomites. So if I cough or sneeze and then wipe my hand on a table, and then you come later and touch the table and then touch your face, uh, for example, um, that that would be a, another way that um, that it would spread to you. Um, that, 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 that is, that is what we know. Um, it is also, it is also found in stool. Um, uh, though if, if someone could, could be an infected by, by, by contact with another stool, like a fecal or a route, um, we, we don't have evidence, um, uh, to support that at this time. So like, um, just extending on from it being spread. So this was the advice primarily uh, the Premier League sent to clubs today, um, and it's just four talking points. I don't have the actual notes in front of me, um, but the four one the four pieces were to postpone all player appearances, both across uh, men and women's squads. 
Restrict players from posing with selfies and signing autographs pre and post match at the stadium. Restrict direct physical contact, such as handshakes, hugging, and high fives, which we've all seen, you know, is working very well uh, during goal celebrations. <laughs> um, and avoid non-essential visitors or meetings at stadium and training ground, encouraging encouraging use of Skype. And I've seen that last piece is actually really important because I've seen that. Um, be a piece of advice for not just the soccer or athletic world, but also just the world at large. Um, You know, a lot of people are talking about, well, we need to look at how we can take more meetings digitally um, for tons of reasons. You know, it's just so weird that it's topical now because of a, a, a flu virus. But, you know, carbon footprint, all these other things that we talk about all the time is something that we could look at doing more. But... I mean, this is basic, basic advice. I don't really know how you could do more um, as far as, you know, they're, apparently they're passing out, you know, Purell to every single player to have in their car and stuff. Um, Which I think is wise. Yeah. I have it in my car, for, uh, for example. Um, I, think, uh, I, think, I think people need to use common sense. We're not at the point where, um, you know, have, have, having a mask on outside when you're on your, 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 your way to work um, is unlikely to be helpful. But I think, um, I think, I think people should uh, follow common sense. If you're sick, stay home. See, see if you could work from home. Um, uh, don't, don't go out to your office um, and uh, fight, fight, fight through it. Um, uh, just just kind of stay home and away from people to avoid spreading both this illness um, and influenza. Um, wash your hands is um, the the most basic thing that that, that uh, people could do, and the most effective thing that uh, people could do um, to um, prevent the um, spread of this of, of this virus. Um, which is which is both what what we should be doing during this outbreak, but it's also what we should be doing anyway because it is influenza season in this country um you're much more likely to get influenza at this time than you are to get um covid uh disease in this country at least in this country (laughs) um you know so we've talked about what you could do to stop just just common sense at the moment i mean there's nothing that we can there's nothing that that you can prescribe or anything else right now because we don't know enough about it or have vaccinations against it or anything like that Mm -hmm. um what makes this as far as you know so different from other flu viruses i know you and i have talked about it off uh off mic about just some of the the um uh some of the blown information that's been blown out of proportion um you know the the weird thing about the spread of a virus and and something that me and, and john have talked about before and continue to talk about for hours is that you know the way that he sees the spread of disease i can see the spread of information and what i do the spread of misinformation and what i do in social media because it's the exact same thing you know once one person says it another person just retweets it without actually knowing or confirming anything they've seen right and it seems like right now we're going through this this piece of over sensationalized information I guess my, my a big question is, do you find the mass amount of, not necessarily real panic, but the mass amount of people talking about this helpful or harmful at this point? 
because normally, you know, we have we have a ton of flu viruses that come out and or, or you know things that, that happen, and we don't talk about them at all. Yeah. And then people just go through life being ignorant without having without taking any precaution. And now we're talking about you know large jars of Purell going for a hundred percent over cost price on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like right, right. Um, so I'm a infectious disease doctor. I take care of sick people with infections in the hospital. Um, right now, because it's in influenza people, um, I am taking care of five people that are critically ill in the ICU from influenza. Mm -hmm. So, um, part of it is frustrating because, uh, we, we did deal with this every influenza season. We deal with this every winter. Um, we see, we see very severe complications and deaths from, from, from the common flu all the time. Um, and, and, and if people took influenza as seriously as they take coronavirus, if, if they go out there and get their flu shots and wash their hands and stay home when, when they're sick, we could actually save a lot of lives. Um, so in that, the mere fact that they're talking about this, I think is a good thing. I think it's good to, um, be educated. I would be cautious as to where you you get your information um i've been talking to the cdc for the past two weeks you know every every day or every other day and i look at their websites and the website is is available to the public everything on there is evidence-based and so everything on this the uh, cdc website is really quite accurate um i would i would trust that 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 website over most news websites if you're looking for reliable information about this disease yeah um, so getting back into the, the sports realm, you know, one of the biggest issues that we're seeing right now, and it's kind of funny cause like we talk about soccer and football and sports about, you know, when we're talking about something that is literally a life threatening disease and epidemics in certain countries and the, the, and there is a possibility of this being a pandemic and we're sitting here talking about, oh shit, are we going to have the Olympics or are we going to have the Euros? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, but it's just what we're here to talk about. So, I mean, right now, as as uh, as it stands today, Italy had a government decree that all sporting events will be played behind closed doors. Events within red zones um, will be suspended. Red zones are northern Italy, as far as I know, um, mostly in the north, northern yeah. Italy, mm-hmm. um, which is me, which means that they they actually have confirmed um, cases of of COVID nineteen. Uh, I'm going to stop calling it the coronavirus because one, it makes me sound smart, and two, um, it's it seems like that's that could be a numerous amount of things that happen to us. Um, and then there's going to be mandatory checks for club members, athletes, technicians, and managers. And they've also officially closed uh, a lot of schools and universities. And then on top of that, that means that the Six Nations, which is happening in Italy right now, uh, rugby, had two games postponed. Um, Syria postponed games and forced teams to play behind closed doors. Um, A lot of that is due to the fact that uh, the Syria offseason can't run into the summer because of the European Championships. Um, Knock on wood that we have it. Um, Because... I have tickets and I would really like to go. Um, uh, COVID-19 be damned. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, there, there's also been conversations with uh, the, the one and only Dick Pound of uh, the International Olympic Committee. Committee Love around, me some Dick Pound. Oh, I fucking 
when I first, dude, I when I was doing my master's degree and we talked about the IOC a lot because he's been a part of the IOC for fucking ever. They yeah. just kind of die on the fucking bench. I was crying. <laughs> I was like, I literally raised my hand. I was like, wait a minute. This guy's name is Dick Pound. And they were like, yeah. I was like, I don't know how to process this information. That's great. Um, a possible cancellation of the Olympics. And then you and I talked about uh, recently the, the Tokyo Marathon was yeah. limited to, mm-hmm. to only essentially professional runners. Um, and the decrease was, was really startling. Um, last year they had 38,000 participants. Um, and I'm trying to see what, uh, what the number was this year, but there was a few, it was a hundred or so. It was like just the elite runners. So it was just so the people at the start. So they had 38,000 amateur participants and scaled back to just a few hundred professional athletes. Yeah. Um, and in past years, attracted more than one million roadside spectators. But I mean, imagine that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about like the New York Marathon. You're talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people running the New York Marathon, and the pictures are pretty obscene. I mean, you go from thirty thousand, thirty-eight thousand people running in it to just a couple hundred. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna seem crazy. Um, and they said that maybe there was only twenty percent of the people who came to the race last year. So, you know, still a couple, you know. Thousands of spectators, but nowhere near the one million that were that were there last year. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, what are your thoughts on on the postponement of these things? I mean, from your perspective, I mean, I know you're you're a sports fan, but I mean, you're a doctor first and foremost, and, right? And and just a human that cares about other people, or else mm-hmm. you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. So, I mean, I assume I, I'm assuming that you would side with the idea that suspension or postponement or or cancellation of these events are for the the better of the human race i do and and i think it's reasonable to uh do so um you know you the the thing that that spurs out outbreaks is large gatherings of uh people um what what we need to figure out with this disease is exactly how it's spread um but we do know that large gatherings of people um would spread it much much faster mm-hmm. um it's 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 probably not going to stop the spread, but it would probably stop. It would probably slow the spread until we could get effective studies that will allow us to show what the effective treatment is. I think it's reasonable that that all these things are happening, um, especially in these countries where there is documented person-to-person community spread. Um which, as of right now, is China, Japan, South Korea, Italy, and Iran. Um, it makes it makes sense to to close these uh, venues. It is it is weird. Um, it's it's a little unnerving. I was seeing some uh, video of um, baseball games in Japan, and um, uh, without any spectators, and the the crack of the bat the like banter between the uh, catcher and the batter you know was 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 audible and it was and it and it's weird it's it's, almost, it's eerie it is you know it is, i mean it is eerie. It's, it's, it's not how we're used to watching sports it's it's 28 days later shit like right. you know i mean and i mean that the movie is basically mm-hmm. about an epidemic right. uh, it is about a, a, a disease uh, or virus um but 
you know, I've watched I've watched multiple games before um, that were played behind closed doors in, in, in soccer, and it is a very strange thing because usually, usually it's for racism. It is. It's for racism or violence or you know yeah. something that that is a disease in its own right, but very different from from what we're talking about here. Correct. You know, um, one of the things I pulled up, and I was trying to remember what year it was, so it looks like it was uh, 2014, 2015, but the African Cup of Nations was, um, was disrupted due to the Ebola outbreak. And where, you know, and maybe you can explain this to me a little bit too, like, because you and I both lived in New York when we had the the uh, the Ebola scare of of like twenty the Ebola doctor sixteen that was that was 2014? twenty fourteen twenty six was it twenty fourteen I think it was twenty fifteen fuck I'm getting yeah. old um <laughs> but uh you know but the I guess my question is I mean because sure the Ebola virus has more to do with the fact that there's not you know clean water or clean clean places to for to to relieve yourself, things like that, and there, there, uh, pathogens get into water and shit like that. Um, the, the the Ebola virus is a special path pathogen. One because it's very deadly. Uh-huh. Um, two be, because it's because it's it's very contagious, but it's contagious to the point that you have to have contact with someone's bodily fluids. So, um, and it makes you really sick. So you're vomiting, you're having diarrhea, you're bleeding all over the, all over the place. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not spread through droplets. Yeah. There was a study out of China. Um, uh, I don't, I don't want to go into too much, you know, science here, but there's, there's a number called the R not value, which is the marker of a pathogen. So it's essentially how many people that one person can infect. Um, which is a big thing here because they've talked about being like, 2.5 or 3 people or something like that on average or something to that so, effect. So so the most pathogenic um disease that we had that that is known is measles and the R not value is 14. So one oh, so, so one person could spread it to 14 people that are not immunized. Um e- Ebola's R not value is around 1.5 and uh SARS-CoV-2 is from data that was early on in the outbreak is 2.2 so one person is going to spread it to 2.2 people um so that puts it more infectious than ebola mm-hmm. yeah I, I so the reason i brought this up was that um afcon the african Cup of nations was affected by this in the 2014 ebola outbreak um obviously you know as you said you know a lot of the ebola outbreak tends to be from just how deadly the the um Ebola is, but you know, also a lot to do with the infrastructure in certain African countries not being able to keep up with with certain outbreaks and mm-hmm. and, and be able to keep things contained. Um, but the good, the, the one thing about Africa is that you know it's such a large country that if continent. something continent, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was was reading about uh, Morocco, but. It's such a large continent that, you know, there are places where you could theoretically move AFCON, which they did, um, and move it away from from zones of the outbreak um, and not have as many issues where now you're dealing, because you're dealing with, the, the, I guess that would be, would it be a pandemic? Would, would 
the 2014 outbreak of Ebola be a pandemic or because it was in Africa and it was in multiple countries or no, the, it, it would be a epidemic. So, so there's, there's, there's been a lot of debate as to whether or not to call the COVID-19, uh, pandemic. Yeah. Um, and there's a fair number of politics that go into that. So the definition of a pandemic is that it's, um, spread across the world and there's community spread in the majority of countries in the world. Um, it, it, it has spread to every continent except Antarctica. Um, but there, but there, once it gets is, there, we're all fucked. But once it gets there, then, then we're done. Um, <laughs> but it hasn't reached the point where there's community spread. Yeah. The name and the nomenclature doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I the I think one of the reasons why the World Health Organization has been hesitant to call COVID nineteen a pandemic is it would only lead to further panic. It would only lead to further stock market falls. It would it it would only lead to unintended consequences. I think they're taking it seriously enough that it doesn't really matter what what the name is. Right. I now. guess my 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 real point in bringing that up is because. In Africa, you had options to move it somewhere, right? Whereas with this, it doesn't matter where the hell you move it because you're Mm -hmm. still bringing in, you know, the Olympics, the Euro, the European Championships. Which, ironically, not ironically, but unfortunately, this is the first year that the European Championships are being held across the entirety of Europe and not in one location. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, put it this way: if the Euros was only going to be in Italy. And that was the worst outbreak. We may be able to still save the euros by just moving it to England, right? You know, there's a possibility that could happen, and they'd be like, "Okay, we're definitely going to have this now." Mm-hmm. Um, the Olympics, unfortunately, just because of the nature of the Olympics and because of how large the Olympics is, you can't just move it to another country and say, "Okay." That takes years and years and years of planning, infrastructure, and communication to be able to put something like that together. Um, but yeah, it's just. I don't know. I, 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 we don't really have to go too much further into this because I don't really know where we could go. Well, unless... I, I think I think it's important. I think you know we we sh- we should acknowledge that um, the what when you look at the data, it seems like eighty percent of people that have been infected with this virus have mild to moderate symptoms and don't necessarily have to be admitted to the hospital. The risk factors for having severe disease are age over 60, having other health problems, such as hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, um, uh, seem to be the most durable risk for, for, for acquiring severe disease. So, you know, I, I don't know if, 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 if the United States is going to make, you know, sweeping changes, close schools, close work, or whatever, but I think, I think if you have any of those risk factors, you should consider um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe working from home for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe wash your hands or maybe have alcohol, um, a hand, uh, sanitizer with you at all times. As far as sport though, um, I, if you're sick, don't go play sports too. Correct. Cause then you could sweat on people <laughs> and that's not good. I think, I think it's interesting when, when you look at the Olympics mm-hmm. because the Olympics has the last two times from from one of the articles that that, that I've read that's two times that the Olympics have been canceled was because of war World War one and World War two you know they like canceled the, the and Olympics. even World War two didn't uh, necessarily cancel one of the Olympics because Correct. they they had it in Germany yeah. so yeah under the Third Reich 
Um, so this would be the first peacetime can- cancellation of the Olympics. Yeah. And I don't know where where this outbreak is going to go. I think we're at a, a, a threshold. Um, we are increasing testing in this country and in many other countries. So it's likely that the numbers will increase. Um, there's, there's probably going to be a couple hundred to a couple thousand people diagnosed in the United States. But would you say, too, I think this is a really, a, a really important um, piece of information. Because we're increased, because we talked about this before we started talking um, or recording, because we increase testing that doesn't, and we see more cases, that doesn't necessarily make it worse. It, it just means it is. It is what it is. And we're better off finding out about these cases now and figuring out just how many people are at risk and how many people are at risk of, of severe um Severe uh, trauma. Severe or complications. Complications. Yeah. There you go. The um, yeah. I mean, because I just wanted to make sure that we said like you know if we find out over the next two months that we've had like an extra two hundred thousand cases or some shit in the U.S. that it's not like oh my god this is where we all die. It's more of like we need to know about these things so we can figure out who who and how to treat them and where to deploy our exactly. our, our resources. Yeah. The um, there's Dominion a, is good, but <laughs> yeah. there's there's a definite uh, uh, selection bias here. Um, you know, you, you're you're not going to find the cases if, if if you're not tested for them, and the testing has been ramping up recently. Um, we're, uh, for example, at my hospital, we're probably going to have the ability to test for it in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, CDC has, um, delivered, you know, thousands and thousands of tests to the Illinois Department of Health to assist with testing. Mm. The more people that you test, the more likely you are to find it. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's spreading. It, it, it it will more likely mean that we finally have the ability to find these cases. Mm -hmm. And I think, I hope, well, I know that it's going to lead to more hysteria, um, because because the numbers are increasing, but I think what people need to realize is that it's 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 increasing because we now have the ability to find it. Yeah, no, I and I completely agree. And and there, I think that you know, and there, there's a lot we could do a whole podcast that has nothing to do with sport on on this subject because there's so many different aspects of it. I mean, there's a racism aspect that we have to be very aware of. Yeah. Um, that that we don't really talk about and the news isn't talking about because you know there people are more caught up and people get more eyes on on the news when they're talking about things that could harm you um but you know i mean i just read an article two days ago about san francisco chinatown and san francisco being an absolute ghost town because people are afraid of going there because yeah of the the connection between this virus and and china so i did a interview with um student journalist at Columbia. Um, uh, and we talked about, um, the effect on these, uh, Chinese exchange students at, um, Columbia and the city colleges of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the, um, and just, and just the, the abuse and the outright racism of, of this, I think this has given people a chance to be, to be racist. And I think that's very, I think that's very unfortunate because what you don't want in an outbreak is you don't want people who have symptoms to come forward. You don't want them out in their community and not walking into the hospital to be to to to, to be tested and then and then isolated if uh, if uh, positive. Mm-hmm. Public health works when everyone works together. From 
from the federal government to, to the local government, to the physicians on the ground, to the, to, to the patients. And if we ostracize people um, because they just happen to be from China, um, that is only going to gonna allow this, this virus to spread further. And, and, and it's a shame. You know, I, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, and I mean, that's just, it's, it is always a byproduct of when there is something to fear and you can label that fear onto something. That's what people, um, there's no real good way to put it, but there's a, a there's an ability to critically think and realize that this one person is not the cause of this issue or this one place is not the cause of this issue. Right. Especially when it's something that occurs like a virus or a disease where there's no way to, there's no, there's no finger to point, but everybody wants to point a finger at something. Right. You know, correct. I think the worst thing that we, that we could do is prevent people from coming forward to be, to be tested. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, the, the virus doesn't pick and choose who it, who it infects. So we shouldn't pick and choose who we. Well, and I mean, you, you, I, I know this for a fact that you specialized and worked with a lot of HIV and AIDS patients, and we did that for d- over a decade, if not two decades. You know, I mean, and, <laughs> it's, and it's it's still going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, no, and exactly. There you go. Right. I mean, it's a miseducation and mm-hmm. and 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 fear mongering is 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 literally helped that that particular disease continue mm-hmm. at, at at a massive rate. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's, anyway, there's 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 a way to tackle this epidemic in a uh, in a in an ethical way, um, and and I and I just hope the federal government listens to to, to that and and doesn't and, and doesn't uh, make you know make gr- these grand sweeping conclusions because it's not productive. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to say about this? Um, wash your hands, everybody. It's still time to get your flu shot. Um, you you are still much un, until the data changes. You're much more likely to get in influenza than COVID nineteen. Let me ask you this real quick before we go. Um, yes. If you have had the flu, should you still get your flu shot? Yes. Yes. All right. There you go. Uh, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. This has been a, a really enlightening and interesting conversation about something that doesn't necessarily uh, leave a, a ball at your feet. So, um, but it, I mean, it's all, it's all tied together. I mean, you know, is from a selfish perspective, like I said, you know, I, I have plans for the summer that, that w- with the euros and, and a, a fucking Cubs game. And I think you should go. Oh no, no matter what, we'll still go, but I don't know if they'll happen. I don't know if those things will be postponed or changed right. or whatever. But uh, I mean, there's, especially from, you know, the Euros I'm a little less worried about, but just from a Cubs perspective, I mean, they play two games. What's them what what's from what's keeping them from being like, you know what, we don't really want to risk it. We're just gonna keep these two games here in Chicago mm-hmm. and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it get if we do find that it gets worse um in a in a country like England, uh, just from the proximity to to Italy and, and, and how much travel goes on from Italy to France to, to, to England, things like that. Yeah, I have a feeling that there might be more cases in the United States than England. Oh, well, it's just by population um, you would yeah. think that it would happen. Yeah, so as as of this morning, there have been 39 cases in the UK um, and 64 cases in the United States. And 
the United States is going to ramp up testing as, as I said, it's going to be in the couple hundred to a, a few thousand cases. Well, and that, but that's another part. I mean, that's another thing about the, 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 the British infrastructure though, is that with the recent to decide the recent decision to remove themselves from the EU, they are losing a lot, a large swath of their doctors and nurses and, and, um, yes. And, and medical professionals, so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and who the fuck knows what's going to... I mean, and, and we just did... Uh, I just read about today about us um, allowing former medical professionals to reinstate um, if... To, to, like, people basically retired from doctoring. Um, and they were asked to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that because we're seeing a shortage of doctors in the U.S., or is that just because we feel like we need all hands on deck? The United States um, health infrastructure, and particularly the um, the public hospitals that I work for, um, are understaffed. Um, we are currently full, just because it's in influenza season, mm-hmm. um, and that fills the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think if there's a large influx of patients. It's going to be very trying on the health system um, in Chicago and globally. Um, having 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 more more doctors and staff is uh, helpful. Yeah. But um, you know, we 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 just need we just need more beds. We just need more hospital beds in yeah. in in, uh, in in Chicago to be prepared for this. All right. Well, um, again, thank you so much for for talking us through this um yeah I'm definitely i'm definitely going to do something where i put this up online and try to spread it around as much as possible uh well no i pun intended I've, nor nor a, that was kind of a bad phrase but perhaps it'll go viral yeah it might go viral <laughs> well i appreciate the beer because i've i've had a long i've had a long two weeks yeah no nah, well and i'm sure it's not going to be any shorter for the next two weeks mm-hmm. or the two weeks after that but um you know it's the same thing with everything that pops up like this, uh, which I know is, I'd say it's few and far between, but it's few and far between for the public, not necessarily yourself, that sees new versions of influenza every single flu season. So, right. you know, this is just worse than some of those those versions. So, uh, so thank you for all you do. Um, and uh, we'll be back for episode 20. And hopefully we can talk about uh, some lighter subjects and, and figure out, and hopefully we have more news <laughs> and, and I'll keep getting uh, updates from, from John and, and putting him on the podcast about what we're seeing around the world. And um, hopefully that, hopefully we can find our way back to some form of the norm. Um, I know that people are really freaking out right now, but at the same time, as John said, panicking doesn't necessarily solve anything. Uh, being prepared solves stuff. So Wash your hands. Um, We'll be back next week. Thank you so much, uh, and I'll see you then. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
The ball was at least one meter over the line. Who gives a shit? The ball was at least one meter. The ball was at least one meter over the line. Who gives a shit?